You're listening to the Performance Group Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and get to know the unseen heroes of our local community. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Kirby, and on the Performance Group Podcast, we make it our mission to learn from those around us and shed light on our local community. If you're new to the show, we have spoken to business leaders, community, organizers, friends, and family. And before we jump in today, I hope to ask you for a favor. If you could please just take one second to hit subscribe and share our posts. It would mean a whole lot to me, our team here at the Performance Group, and our amazing guests on today's show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Performance Group Podcast. My name is Sean Kirby, and on today's episode, I am joined by the one, the only, Miss Bree Kendall of Great House Collective Market, based out of Pendleton, Indiana. Hi, Bree. Hello, Sean. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, you're in your sweater weather, sweater weather. From Great House Collective Market. Is it? Shout out, small town boutique. Absolutely. Abs- they, um, they really mix and match that thing together today, didn't they? It's actually um, called Mixed Pocket. It reminds me of the blankets where they take all the sports jerseys that you had when you were growing up and they made them into a blanket when you graduate as a senior. It's similar and it has pockets and everything. So it's really, really great. I like it because you got like a part sweater arm and then the rest is flannel and then you got a little bit of um, corduroy. Corduroy. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's it, it's nice. It's like all the things. It's all the things. Mm-hmm. Is that considered a shacket since it's like a little bit thicker? I think I might trademark that actually. Shackets? Yeah. I think it's a real thing. No. We have a... We have a daughter. Well, we have two daughters, but the one daughter has um, expensive taste in clothing. You know, her mother has expensive taste in clothing. (laughs) And um, yeah, we've got tons of these flannel shackets running around the house. (laughs) I mean, they're really trendy this year. We have probably, I mean, 20 different options at the boutique. So So, um, are you a trendy person? Were you always a trendy person before Uh, you got into the boutique business? No. Really? I create the trends, you know. That's trendsetter. Trendsetter. That's what they call that. <laughs> so we'll we'll back up and we'll get into your trendsetting ways. Um, so Bree, kind of, you know, take us back a couple of years and tell us, you know, how did you get to where you are today owning your own boutique and some of the other businesses I know that you're part of here in town? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, a few years ago, I was working as a regional manager for an aftermarket sales company um, and I would travel around to dealerships and it was really kind of a Mm, a very difficult career choice for a woman, um, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. I was really good at it, yeah, but didn't really like it. Dreamt up what um, I uh, the secondary company I run, Lux and Lou, which is an artistry based company. I make the goods personally. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Like on Etsy? Is that like kind of where it goes? No, it is predominantly on a wholesale platform called Fair, and I ship out to about six hundred boutiques globally. Wow. Right out of my living room. Huh. Dreamt it up in my car, crying one day in a dealership parking lot because I didn't want to go inside. Um, Started doing it just to kind of get my mind off of things. But when COVID happened, I, well, to back up just a bit, I got out of that industry and went back to makeup. um, And I was a traveling brand representative for Prestige Makeup Line. Um, But when COVID hit, I was laid off and I decided to take the last $250 in my account and make plant hangers and pitch to in my driveway. 
and I watched the town of Pendleton basically put food on my table really? for a good two months. Um, and it really sparked a passion for creativity and just realizing the necessity of community um, camaraderie and supporting your local businesses and people who put their time and their effort and passion into products. Absolutely. So you were born out of COVID. Pretty much, yeah. So you're thankful for COVID. COVID's the best thing that ever happened in my life, to be truly Clip truly it. Honest. Clip it and post it. <laughs> um, that's beautiful. So you got into, um, you said plant hangers? Yeah. So Can I you s- explain that for some of us who don't know what that means? Sure. So we don't have any plants. It's called macrame. If you're familiar with the throwback um, trend in the 70s, you would not, you would not a... Um, a couple of strings together and make a pattern and then you tie it together and hang a plant from your ceiling. Um, so yeah, I went out and bought a bunch of succulents and pots and cord. Really? Spent a few hours knotting away. And uh, did you already know how to knot, what'd you call them, necromes? Macrame? Macrid? Macrame, yeah. Yeah, so you already knew how to do that? Um, or did you I, learn I on YouTube? I taught myself on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned how to juggle first day of quarantine. You know, no, no, no. I had built Lux and Lou, so I was macraméing already. Okay. But I knew that plant hangers, like, I mean, I could make in eight dollars per hanger, sell them for fifteen. So like, very lucrative. Yeah. For the product. Um. So yeah, that's what I did, and then. After that, I was starting to get unemployment, and I decided I actually had a shop briefly at the Galleria shops in Pendleton, um, and I would just, I'd gathered all of these makers, and I would allow them to put their product in my store, um, and I'd give them back all of their profits. Oh, wow. So I nodded to pay the bills, and then I was giving back all of the, the revenue to these creatives while everybody was in like this chaotic state. How did you find these creatives? Um, I had done a few markets, and I would just kind of cold message people yeah. locally and say, hey, do you want to make some extra money? I have a shop. You can have it all back. Um, I know times are hard, and yeah, so that's where I went with that. So how long did you do that before you broke out? Um, Four months, and then I realized that I completely set this business up um, on a, a very caring and Nonprofit basis, yeah. Nonprofit <laughs> basis. It was not good for me personally. Um, so I had to start thinking of ways to where I could earn my own revenue and then also still give back to those people that I felt so passionate about. So I um, I worked briefly for a local company who had agreed to put a shop inside of their store so I can continue that endeavor while still obtaining a paycheck and then I just decided one day to launch my products wholesale, and that took off almost instantly. So I was free from any kind of corporate, yeah, or employee employer, yeah. yeah. Um, thing. Nobody telling you what to do every yeah. day. I just kind of shacked up in my living room and made a little China sweatshop in there. Are you still you're still doing that today? Yeah, I am. What um, are you married? I'm not. Okay. Do you have kids? I'm single. Do you hear that, kids, <laughs> boys? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, men, people, people watching at home. But yes, I am. If you want a hardworking woman who don't need no man, I, she I don't, don't need you either. I don't really have time today or anything. No. Anything. So no kids? Um, I do. I have two children. Two children? I have two teenage boys. I have a 13-year-old and 14-year-old, Caden and Ethan. They attend Pendleton Middle School and High School. Have you put them to work? 
Uh, Are they well, making shackets? No, they're like my hype team. You know, like, great job, Mom. You got this. 600 plant hangers later. They're How long does it take you to make one? Seven minutes. So you know to the dot? Mm-hmm. So seven minutes. Uh, how many orders are sitting in your living room right now? I have 32 orders that need to be complete. I just actually received a $600 order from Key West before I arrived here today. Good deal. Yeah. They got the order. Mm-hmm. Now you got to put in the work. That's true, yeah. Not bad. So you do that on top of the Greyhouse Collective Market. Correct. What is your website name? Is it greyhousecollectivemarket.com? Greyhouse-collectivemarket.com. That's a heck of a domain. It is. But you know what? It's unforgettable. Unforgettable. It works. Yeah. Trying to give somebody your email over the phone. Yeah. That's uh, Brie at greyhouse-collectivemarket, all spelled out, dot com. (laughs) I know it's long. We have the same problem. Mm. It's performancegroupindiana.com. Yeah. It's miserable. It is. Looking back in time, I wouldn't have done it. I think about what I would have done. Instead? But, yeah. But, I mean, I keep going back to, like, I'm like, I made the right call. Why Greyhouse Collective Market? My cat's name's Gray. So you, this whole thing's about your cat? He's the coolest guy I know. Cool cat. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So you, um, <laughs> so how long has the standalone retail been there? Um, Since they built the lumber yard, right? Yeah. So I saw that building when it was being built, and I absolutely fell in love with that corner space. Obviously, plant hangers are my thing. So the beautiful windows, um, I loved it. I was the first one to actually sign a lease in that building. Um, but yeah, I've been there since they were doing it. I think our first day in business was uh, January 29th of this year. That's when people are buying plants? For their plant hangers? I told you I'm a trendsetter. Uh-huh. So, yes, they were buying plants in January. There you go. <laughs> so, um, I know you also have, are you running the other place over here? The, uh, whatever that um, space is? Love and Grace? Yes. So, that is actually, like, my favorite piece of life, to be honest. I absolutely love Grey House. I collaborate and partner with over 60 makers within that space. So, um, that's really got a big, huge piece of my heart, but... I love community um, outreach and networking. And Rochelle Martin, who owns Serendipities in town, she had this vision for a place to come together. And um, she wasn't really sure exactly what that was going to entail. And we had coffee one day and we're bouncing ideas off of each other. And I had had a dream about workshops and just like furthering that creative passion of mine and presenting it and offering it to the community in small snippets um and it just became a kind of just a team effort of providing her expertise in inventing and my expertise in crafting and then yeah we do it together it's her business completely but um you know it's a shared project for sure so you do like craft craft classes yeah we do different a variety of different working um, yourself right out of the system teaching people how to make their own plant hangers <laughs> you'd be surprised how difficult it is no, I, thought, I, could not I thought imagine. it was i thought it was going to be you should we'll give you a free free course uh, <laughs> a promo free code seat. performance group <laughs> and you can give it a go but i promise you people come in and they think it's going to be very simple and it's not and we do way, way more than macrame as a matter of fact after i taught three macrame classes i, I don't really want 
to do another one. It's asked about a lot, but it's something I feel like I'll have 20 people show up and 10 can understand it and 10 are like, absolutely not for me. Yeah. I need to start showing up and doing tax classes. You know, I actually do after this have an idea how to offer because I partner with a lot of small people and they're like, okay, where do we go from here? What do we need to do? You know, like just creating something in your living room is just such a small piece of an actual business structure. Yum. Um, maybe some referrals. Absolutely. A little throwback. Yeah. Happy to help. So um, internally, obviously we, I mean, we do everything except for the physical labor most of the time, right? Because we're, we're a service-based business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's paper and ink. That's all it is. But numbers and the back end to business is a very important thing. And if you don't have that right, then it's really hard to make it to step two. Yeah. can crumble very quickly. Very quickly. You know, not a lot of people make it. Not in small business. Mm-hmm. So you've got 60 makers. Yep. You call them makers? I call them partners. Well, you just called them makers twice. Well, um... Thank you change you. your mind. Thank you for that. I'll I, change my mind. Maybe I'm just so nervous from this headset and this microphone. No. But they, they are my gray house partners. Yeah. Um, we partner because here's the thing is when you're a small business, advertising is huge. And a lot of um, companies that offer a similar structures to what I offer don't shout out other businesses. They don't put a focus on them like you so competitive, but it's really not. If we all work together for one solid goal, actually there's more movi- momentum yeah. behind that. Um, I don't have to really pay anything for advertisement because I'm shouting those ma- those partners out. Partners. Partners. I shout the partners out, and then guess what? They're sharing sharing those posts, and they're shouting me out back. Yeah. It's like a podcast. We have a, we have a partnership. Yeah, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. You and your makers. So... Um, <laughs> With the makers, do they come to you? Do you go to them? Um, I was in your shop during the uh, fall festival that was a, a bajillion degrees outside, mm-hmm. very not so fall. Yeah. Um, and I can't, I mean, like the, the square footage of the space is, it's not as big as I thought it was going to be. It's pretty, it's pretty tiny. Yeah. So to imagine there's 60 individuals or makers or partners who have all their stuff in there, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I have probably 35 on the back burner. I'm and trying to get really creative with how to incorporate um, even more within the space. And to answer your other question before you got really long-winded there, um, they do they come to me. Yeah. I do not uh, really reach out to anybody at this point. I did initially, but I don't have to anymore. Didn't you have a Facebook page? I still have a Facebook page. Do you still use it? I do. What's the name of your Facebook page? Gray House Collective Market. No, 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 no. Didn't you have like a group? I have a secret group page. No. Weren't you running like a collective group of business owners? Okay, so their shop small Pendleton. Is that what you're talking about? I think so. Weren't you the admin of that account? I am the admin of that account currently. Do you want to talk about that? Um, Well, it's very difficult because... I got groups. I got like three groups. I I got Dad's Madison (laughs) County group. I got uh, the 10 Rules of Business group. Um, I really, I let it go a little bit, honestly. Um, I wanted to kind of blog about the small businesses within the town. Um, but then I found out pretty quickly that there are many different avenues that this town always already had. Yeah. Um, 
And I really just didn't want to step on any toes by creating an entirely different platform. However, it did gain a lot of traction. Yeah. Truly. I'm I, sure if people it. People were like, let me be a plug on this. Like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I mean, I could have definitely, like, taken it up. Like, I could have went around, interviewed people, you know. And a lot of people wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. But, um, again, I had, a, I had my hand in a lot of different things. And yeah. I just felt like there was more resistance than there was going to be, um, you know, uh, applause. Yeah. Well, and I think um, whenever you do something new in its um, unfamiliar territory for most, mm-hmm. you'll always get pushback. Hey, that's true. And um, the thing about pushback is it's resistance. And resistance, you know, it's inertia, right? It, a object in motion tends to stay in motion until, you know, acted upon by equal or opposite force. Physics. So at some point, something's going to break and one goes forward or the other one goes forward. So I would... I would um, I'll give you your applause. <laughs> Thank you, John. And Thank I you. would suggest that you go back to it. You think so? I think so. Did you peep it? You were like, this is pretty cool. I think, um, realistically, so we're not in the retail space. I think the retail space is one of the hardest businesses to be in in the world. Absolutely. Especially small retail. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, I personally, am. I don't order a lot of things on Amazon. Um, mostly because I don't think about it. My wife does the majority of it. But she also buys a lot of things on Etsy which is shop small, That's but beautiful. a big marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a way to create the same thing, but locally, where it is a Etsy type to where people had a shop small Pendleton and they could actually purchase order their goods there directly, why wouldn't you create that? You have to compete with Amazon somehow as a small community. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll get, I mean, you're only making the rich richer. So if you could, again, this is just a suggestion, think about it. Switch it from the idea of plugging businesses mm-hmm. to letting businesses have almost like, you know how girls will um, sell all their kids' shit on their stuff, on their um, comment section? Mm-hmm. What if you just let a business do that? And then they get one post a, a week and people can go in and comment, I want X. Like a shared market space for Pendleton Retail? It's marketplace. I mean, basically... But that's Gray House Collective. I mean, like, that's the exact same thing you're doing, but instead of a physical location, you're doing electronically. From a retail standpoint, what I feel like one of the... Just create a Shopify account. I mean, that's true, but the basis of it was more towards gaining more traction to our town because here's the reality of it. Sean, you you are stationed right here on the main strip in Pendleton. When do you see more than 30 people walking around town shopping? Um, usually only if there's a parade or a market in town on the park where people are shopping the markets. Yeah. So I'm trying, but you also don't see people at malls and they're a dying out industry. So that's where I'm saying the online collective market makes a hell of a lot more sense. If you can center it towards Pendleton, Madison County, do you not like people? Do you not want to go out and shop anymore? physically? No, God, no, God, no, no, no. So no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to try sad. things on. I don't want to be somewhere. I buy my clothes on Poshmark because they're secondhand. That's literally what I do. And otherwise, don't, I get stuff at Christmas. Don't tell people that. These are Lululemon <laughs> pants. These are one hundred twenty-three dollars new. I have never spent more than sixty-eight dollars on a pair of Lulus. Okay. Well, I think part of the 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 downsides of society is that we are going from a oh, I know you, I want to buy something from you because you're an amazing person, I love your product, you know, et cetera, et cetera, instead of reading some, like, 
pre-scripted blog on someone's you know page like i hate that there's no personality behind it i agree i don't disagree do you love your hallmark town it's fine i'm here i'm here every day what would you want the buildings to be other than retail buildings because if you're not shopping in person they're restaurants and bars wow but here's the thing (laughs) restaurants and bars bring people to retail spaces because if you can't get people to go eat and you can't get them to park then they're not going to go to the other things. If they can't make a night out of it and go to Mass Ave and go eat chicken and whatever, drink beers, and then walk down to that one little tinker store, I would never go to that tinker store just because I want to go to a tinker store. Well, this is why I have one masculine product in my store, which is Beard Balm, because you're definitely not my demographic. Well, I'm just saying. So, <laughs> um, But even my wife who likes to shop Mm -hmm. we have two little kids it's hard to get them in the car go to a store and not think your toddler's going to rip the store down so she is more likely more apt to reach out to somebody on facebook and ask for porch pickup and make her husband pick it up on on his way home it happens all the time she pays by by venmo man and i'm just for for where i'm at in my stage of life as a younger person younger person Mm -hmm. and where our town is going younger people younger people the old people no offense, you're probably not watching this um, or listening to this, definitely. But they're 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 already stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. But they've transitioned to Amazon. We just passed a fifty-five inch TV because it's easier for them to deliver it than for you to go to Best Buy, sit in line, drive forty-five minutes, drive forty-five minutes home. Mm-hmm. Then it is just an order. It is here in four days. Well, I mean, unfortunately, we can't all be employees of Amazon. I don't disagree, Um, but you got to create your own. We we can't all have Amazons, Sean. We can't all just do online. That would be such a boring life. So it's it's twofold. It's it's not. So this has changed the entire conversation. So it's twofold, right? Mm -hmm. You keep collective. You keep the classes. Everything becomes part of an ecosystem. You drive that ecosystem to the online because if they want it at ten o'clock at night. Rather than them thinking, oh, what do I have to get off my plate to come tomorrow? They order it and they just swing by and pick it up. It's already paid for and it's in a box. They Um, pick up their box on their way home. Here's a fun fact is that I actually offer in-store pickup from my website. Perfect. Okay. Do you know how many orders I've received for in-store pickup? I have no idea. That would be zero. Do you know how many people have stopped in and shopped my market in that time frame? I have no idea. Probably about 150. So... Although I love your enthusiasm about this, I feel like for my specific genre of shopping, I know in it. person is going to be the best route. And that's why you use the Pendleton Shop Pendleton page as your collective market for other people to post their stuff. And then they all pick it up at Collective Market downtown because Do when they stop. sponsor this endeavor? Yeah, but it's not expensive. It's a Facebook page. It's a Facebook page that would actually have to be manned by in-store pickup, photographing, blogging. So those are all up. done by the independent person maker. If the maker wants to sell their product, sell it here. Here's your outlet. I own the outlets, which mm-hmm. is a Facebook group, yeah. right? And then if they want to come pick it up, make sure it's at my shop box and ready to go. And I will coordinate the delivery. You could, whatever. I mean, like, truly, you can, you can make it to where it's, it's, you can make money three different ways, but it's all still the same thing. Because if you can drive people to pick it up or buy it online and then come pick it up, they're mm-hmm. still in the store to shop again. 
I mean, I, I completely understand where you're going with that. I actually partner with Grown in Grace. She's going to do all of her deliveries and pickups. She ma- hand makes them. She's a teacher at one of the elementary schools, and she does printed tees and sweats and sweatshirts, whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to start delivering her stuff to my store once a week and have all of her partners or her that, customers um, come in. Flatter? Yes, yeah, Jessica yeah, yeah. Flatter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. I'm just this is a oh, um, I did not know that Sean invited me here to change give you business ideas. My entire it's <laughs> platform. Not even, it's, it's it's an addition. You already have the platform. You it's have the true. following. That's it's true. wasted if it's unused. That's my personal I opinion. Agree. I feel like you already created something. Just monetize it or maximize it. Let's go with it. Pick one. Okay. Does it make sense to leave money on the table? That's true. I mean, personal opinion. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, I know you didn't ask for that. <laughs> um, so you're doing the classes. I am. How often do you do, do those? Are you still doing those? Um, we have done probably in the summertime, it was a little bit more. We were doing about three to four a month. We've slowed down just a bit because we have, um, you know, town events. Um, our kids are in sports, things like that. So we're getting a little bit pulled away. But we do right now average about two a month and we've brought in other hosts. So instead of just watching me do the craft or learning from me, uh, we just did a painting course um, with Amanda Rhodes. She's another Pendleton um, mom and she taught the class how to paint a cat, a black cat for Halloween. Halloween. Correct. It was really fun. You should do kids courses. I agree. I agree. One, because they're fun. Right. Two, because parents and people are more likely to spend money on their kids than they are themselves. It's so true. And who wants to clean up a mess? You don't have to. Exactly. You can come let your kids get crazy and then bye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the dream. Take your pumpkin and leave. Exactly. Or whatever it is. But yeah, I think um, lots of really cool things. I'm not artistic, right? So I just. Yeah, no. This is the limit of my art talking. Okay. Yeah, this is as far as it goes for the most part. So, um, so you're doing that. You're doing your, what'd you call it? Lux and Lou? Yep. Lux and Lou, still running and gunning with that? Uh-huh. I think busy, it, busy, I busy. Think I, might, I think I might be done with that soon, though. I think it's run its course. I think, I think that's like, beautiful. I think I'm not wanting to mass produce products out of my dining room anymore. Why don't you hire somebody and teach them how to do it? Um, well, I think macrame is a dying trend, to be honest, and I want to get out before it's dead. Um, Trendsetter. Yeah. Find the next thing. I already have the next thing. What's that? Tell us all. I can't tell you. Why? Don't you have to sell have, it at some point? I do. But you guys should just go ahead and follow Grey House Collective Market because I'll be wa- launching a new brand. Brand? A whole new brand at the beginning of the year. You guys are not going to want to miss out. It's going to be really cool, great, and there's going to be a whole another side of my, artistri- or my artistic abilities that I haven't really showcased yet. So. Can you give us a hint? No. Is it like shirts? It's not sure. I don't even know what you do. Jackets. 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 Shirt jackets. No, I don't really sew. I haven't sewn in a really long time, but. So, okay. Is it, so you can't wear it? I can't sew it. Can you? You uh, might be able to wear it sometimes. Is it silverware? Um, I thought about silverware, but it's really really? difficult to (laughs) to create. Yeah. Yeah. I would, you, with a. Blacksmithing some forks. Hey, don't put it past me. I wood burn. I do all kinds of different things. Oh my goodness gracious! Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a world we live in today. 
So are you going to sell plant? Well, you wouldn't wear plants. Now I'm, I'm just curious. When's the, when are you going to release that? So today is. Beginning of the year. 1020. So yeah. we've got to wait two months. Clean cutoff for Lux and Lou. Easy start for it. I've already had the other company in my back pocket for about six months. I just haven't, I hadn't um, really dream, dreamt it up enough, but it's. It takes you six months to dream about something? Um, well, you know why I used to be somebody that would just jump off cliffs and now I know that I probably should like gauge the rock beneath me, you know, a couple of different yeah. things instead of just being a wild person. So it sounds like you've learned some lessons. You know, I think we all have when, especially in small business when you're from year four now. Yeah. So yeah. What's the biggest lessons you've learned and um, what would you say the biggest failure is? Believing that you can do everything um, and not utilizing delegation. Um, I have have an employee, but I sometimes it's hard for me to like give her things that I'm very specific on how I would like to do it. So, which is wild because I've been in retail management for 12 years. You would think that I've already learned that, but it's different when it's your baby. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, just being able to kind of let go and understand that and trust that other human beings care about what you care for. Yeah. I think that's yeah. one of the biggest mistakes is we think we're the only ones that can do something. Correct. I'd say so. And we think that we already know the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Where there might be somebody who might just be better at that task than you. That's true. But I don't believe that. No? But we're the best. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. This okay. is. It, I don't think I would trust anybody to host a podcast. I think my dad would do a pretty awesome job. Well, I mean, the podcast is called with Sean Kirby. Uh huh. So I'm actually. Really so like, this episode is actually going to be completely different. Oh. Um, I didn't think about it until after I did the intro. Mm-hmm. So we're changing the entire, not even the model, um, but I'm I'm usually not one to say things have ran their course, and I think that this the Performance Group podcast has ran its course in the sense that. Um, the scope of the conversation needs to change and grow after two and a half years of doing this. Um, so we're going to change it to the 10 Rules of Business podcast, which is the same thing as the mastermind group that I started, which it, it backs into true entre- entrepreneurship of you know, why are we in business and how do we stay in business? Okay. And those types of, you know, there's 10 steps, obviously. Um and that, I, I was going to pull it up on la- my laptop and ask you some questions about it, but I don't really care at this point. Um, but I think it, it provides more value to the listener rather than just learning about their community, but learning how their community has learned about business and you know what are the steps to get into business and how do I also join in that. So we'll have shop talks and stuff like that as well. I so. think you should go, since you are giving me so many great tips and Yeah, tricks. give me some advice. Yeah. So I think you should go to the street. I think you should talk to our TikToks? community. Well, no, no, not so much. Like TikToks I mean, with the tiny microphones? Have you seen those? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, like, sir. Yes. How much yeah, money I mean, do you make? I'm serious. Like, honestly, I mean, I think that... You have to have a camera guy. Listen, I'll be I, your I have a tripod. guy and we can go out and we can talk to people because I feel like that the community probably doesn't understand how much influence that they have on our retail. So, I mean, Sean, we already know how much you spend... On the streets of Pendleton. It's not much. Actually, I spend my money on food or every Sophie's single day. Sophie's bagels. I was going to say, you actually. I do spent support. so much on Sophie's <laughs> bagels that um, I went there the other day. My bill was more than I wanted it to be. And I said, How many oh, points wow. do I got racked up? 
And they said a bunch. I was like, spend them all. I spent 54 cents on a $54 bill. And wait, wait, you spent $54 at Southern Fables? Yeah. What'd you get? I got, well, <laughs> Krishna, I hope you're not watching, but I, I only got two bagels, a drink, and a kid's like small meal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I know that too. And But here's the thing. I support local yeah. on the things that I believe in. I believe good food, healthy food, and um, the time you have with the person at the moment, that's important to me. It's true. Um, I believe in that more so than I believe in buying, and this is not anything, it's small retail. Because like, but I'm not, uh, you're, I'm not in your target demographic, like you said. It's true, yes. Um, but I love beers with friends. I like... Mexican food. I mean, like, I, I I do not go outside of this circle for lunch most of the time. My wife tells me that's my bad habit, and it is true. It's actually a really great habit, I feel like. I don't get fast food. I Sophie's is really healthy. Their parfaits are amazing. Like, I eat there at least three times a week. I actually try to venture out and do not just Sophie's. I go to uh, Viva La Juicery, and I do the bank yeah. once a week, you know, all those different things. But back to what we were talking about. Do you know how what many people? About? Oh, the what's um, the population of Pendleton, of Pendleton, Indiana? Forty nine hundred people. We're right under five thousand. Yes, adults. Correct. There's yeah, I don't know how many kids. Three thousand three hundred ish adults in Pendleton, Indiana. Just imagine if we all just spent twenty five dollars on something local every week instead of going outside of that. We build our infrastructure so much larger, and that's why I think that maybe going to the going to the roads and just asking our community, how much do you actually contribute to our community that you love? Because you're on Pendleton Chatter, and you're like, oh, it's. I'm sure they would no say that they pay rents. property taxes. That's property taxes, but, but that's a contribution to it their is community. A contribution, but they buy fuel. That unless you want to drive down a road with a bunch of vacant buildings. Hey, <laughs> I'm in. I live in Anderson. So I totally understand. Do you live in Anderson? South Side, over by Erskine. Okay. Wow. It, it's freaking expensive to live in Pendleton. What are you it, talking about? It is expensive to live in Pendleton because it's a beautiful place to live. Mm-hmm, and nobody spends money downtown. It's hard. It's a hard life downtown. It's a hard life. If only you sold stuff online. <laughs> I do sell stuff online. There we go. Actually, I don't sell stuff online. They they prefer shopping in person. Yes. Way to transition that. So. Um, I do think that we live in an age... Where um, post-COVID, mm-hmm. not only do people want to buy back into their community the yeah. way that you were supported during COVID, mm-hmm. um, but people are, always need to be reminded of it mm-hmm. and reminded of those things. People are so busy in their own life That's that true. during the day, no one's downtown Pendleton because they don't live in downtown or they don't work in downtown Pendleton. If there were more structured jobs downtown, people would be downtown going to their job and stop at certain spots. If you shopped more downtown Pendleton, that would bring more revenue to the area. So then we could offer more employment for more people to be there. So it starts with our community 100% and just making that extra effort to not hit the send now button on an online page and taking 30 minutes to shop in person. Truly. I, in my opinion, I don't Sean. disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree. However, I think that as a collective, the majority of people shop online. So unless you go to where people are and push them to where you want them, you will not get those people's Let's customers. Let's get on foot, Sean. Um, jump on uh, Pendleton Chatter. Everybody right now, 
take two <laughs> seconds to reach 16,000 people and have all your posts deleted and tell people to shop downtown. Deal? Deal. Okay. So, Bree, <laughs> I think what you do is amazing. Thank I you. don't disagree with your heartfelt moments of why you're in business, what you're doing for the community. Mm-hmm. I am only here to support as much as I can, whether it's on the streets or on the airwaves. So whatever we can do as a collective. Greathouse-collectivemarket.com. Sean Kirby. Shop today. Promo code Sean Kirby. <laughs> Thanks, Bree. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Hey guys, thank you again so much for your love and support of the Performance Group Podcast. For more information on the podcast, the Performance Group, or even our guests, feel free to reach out directly via our website, performancegroupindiana.com, or feel free to email me directly, which is sean at performancegroupindiana.com. We'll see you guys next week.